Hello, and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond, and I'm glad you're listening today. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as He gives you new revelation knowledge through this Victory Briefing. The name of today's podcast is God Do Something. What I'm about to share with you today is radical. It may turn some people off, but I believe you will be blessed and strengthened. Everyone should be enlightened when God's truth is revealed to them. Whether you are a Christian or not, the fact that you are listening to this podcast tells me that the Holy Spirit is at work concerning God's plan and future for your life. I am amazed at some of the things I hear people say. They say, you never know what God is going to do. If God loves me, why do bad things happen to me? If God is everywhere, why does he seem so far away when I need him? Why do I need to pray for things that I know God already knows? Why should I have to ask for my basic needs if he already knows about them? He knows I need to eat. Why must I ask for daily bread? We say, I don't know why God allowed this or that to happen. Or we indirectly accuse God of being in a bad mood with something like, well, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. Then when a positive event does rarely happen, we say something stupid like, I guess the cards were stacked in my favor, or, well, I was lucky that time. These things indicate a misconception of our responsibility and partnership with God. All of the if-God-why questions are answered in the Bible, and it tells us what God is doing and what he's going to do. God is all-powerful, and he can do anything, anytime. Well, yes and no. Yes, definitely God is sovereign. But no, God does not operate independently of his people. He does not always accomplish his will, regardless of our actions. Until we understand this, we tend to blame God for things not getting done. We easily forget how much he's done for us when we cry out, God, do something. We need to understand that it's our turn to do something. It is important that we understand the radical truth that our sovereign God made a choice to limit himself in many ways in situations to the actions, decisions, and requests of mankind. God has given mankind authority on the earth, and he hasn't changed. His plan is to work on earth with and through his people, not independently of his people or the church. God desires a spiritual relationship, and the prerequisite is spiritual communication. The Bible calls this prayer. God needs us to pray in the Spirit. He needs to work through us in the power of the Spirit, In our communion with God, we become more spiritual. It is radical to say, but God needs us. He needs his sons and daughters to be co-laborers with him, so we can accomplish his will on the earth as it is in heaven. That is why we are here. He needs us. Let's look at some examples that clearly point out the need for prayer and obedience in order for people to experience God's will. Nations are healed through prayer and a clean heart for God. 
Second Chronicles 7 verse 14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and heal their land. This Old Testament verse is for Israel, but it's an example for us as well. This is not a new covenant prayer. Under our better covenant, the sins of those who are God's children are already forgiven. Praise God. Plus, we have the promise that the Lord will not send drought or pestilence upon us. James 1, verses 13 through 17. This is not to say that nothing bad will ever happen to a New Testament believer. It is to say that God will not be the one to punish our disobedience. He placed all his wrath against our sin upon Jesus. However, we have an adversary, the devil, who is going about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The Bible tells us that blessings are received through paying close attention to and obeying the voice of the Lord. Deuteronomy 28.1 in the King James Version tells us, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Now, since it's impossible for anyone to do all his commandments, New Testament believers can interpret this verse, since Jesus hearkened diligently to observe and do all God's commandments, the Lord our God will set us on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings will come upon us and overtake us because Jesus hearkened diligently unto the voice of the Lord God. And we are joint heirs with Jesus, according to Romans 8.17, through faith in his finished work. Deuteronomy 28.2 and the following verses list all those blessings if you want to look those up. Another example of the need for prayer and obedience in order for people to experience God's will is the fact that the Bible says long life is a result of spiritual stuff. Deuteronomy 5 verse 16 says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Paul quoted from this verse in Ephesians 6 verse 2. He tells us that this is the first commandment with promise. Ephesians 6 verse 2 says, Honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with promise. People look at nutrition and exercise for good health instead of the supernatural. But the Bible relates health and length of life to spiritual things like honoring our parents. Scripture also says, A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Proverbs 17 verse 22 Did you know that your dwelling place provides protection? Psalm 91 verse 1 tells us he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. This is a promise of favor and protection to those who dwell in, not just visit, but the dwell in the secret place of the Most High. This is talking about those who make the Lord their habitation. Psalm 91 9 
A person can be born again without abiding in Christ. God works through us when we speak according to his word. Our words can bring forgiveness and cleansing. 1 John 1, 9 comes to my mind. It says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The devil can work through the flesh of believers who have unconfessed sin. But if we have confessed our sins and realize that we are totally forgiven and cleansed from all unrighteousness, we walk in light, according to 1 John 1, 7. The confession of sins here is not for eternal salvation, but to eliminate an inroad Satan gains into our lives through sins. We give the enemy an opening to afflict us when we cooperate with him through sin, Romans 6, 16. Confessing that sin and repenting of that action closes the door on the devil and restores our fellowship with the Lord. We must recognize the need for prayer and obedience for God's will to work through us on the earth. Matthew 6.10 tells us, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. This is talking about God's power and authority. The word kingdom means a political or territorial area ruled by a sovereign. His kingdom applies to his rule in and through those who are submitted to him. The parables of the kingdom in Matthew 13 are clearly referring to the church. Compared with Luke 17.21, we see that the kingdom of God more specifically refers to Christ living and ruling in our hearts. So praying thy kingdom come is praying for the expansion and influence of God's rule in the hearts of people everywhere, and ultimately the establishment of his physical kingdom here on earth at his second coming, according to Revelation 11.15 and chapter 20, verse 4. God's plan works on earth through people in answer to faith-filled prayer. Prayer makes the world a better place. It's a mighty force against evil. The prayers of the saints make way for God's great work on earth. Our sovereign God has delegated to mankind to make decisions that can influence history. Bold prayers and proclamations and decrees are needed in these last days. If you snoop around in your Bible, you'll see that Scripture backs these radical statements. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1, After three years of drought, God told Elijah he is going to send rain to Israel. Even though it was God's will and timing to send the rain, he still needed a person to ask him. Elijah prayed seven times for the rain to begin before the answer came. Take a look at 1 Kings 18, verses 41 through 45. James 5, 17 through 18 assures us that it really was Elijah's prayer that released the rain. Now Daniel discovered by the prophecies of Jeremiah that it was time for the nation of Israel to be released from its captivity. Again, though it was God's will and timing, Daniel still had to ask. Take a look at... Uh, Daniel chapter 9, verse 3. His prayers created a great war in the heavenlies between angels and evil spirits. Through Daniel's persistent prayer, 
the angels broke through with the answer. Another powerful example is Numbers 14, verses 11 and 12. God pronounced severe destruction on Israel because of their rebellion. After Moses' intercession, however, he made an incredible announcement. I have pardoned them according to your word. Numbers 14, verse 20. What an amazing thing. The judge of the universe pardoned according to the words of a man? Interesting. There is a situation where God wanted to pardon, but he couldn't. He said in Ezekiel 22, verses 30 and 31, that if he could have found a man to request forgiveness for the wicked leaders in Israel, he would have spared them from judgment. Listen to these amazing verses. Ezekiel 22, 30 and 31. And I sought for a man among them whom should build up the wall and stand in the breach before me for the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Therefore I have poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. I have returned their way upon their heads, declares the Lord God. The Lord looked among men for a Savior who could bring deliverance, but there was none. All men were corrupt, and it tells us that in the New Testament, in Romans 3.23, they did not qualify. Therefore God became a man, John 1.14, and became a Savior of the world, 1 Timothy 4, verse 10, and 2 Timothy 1, verse 10. The Lord was saying that he gave them what they deserved. The Lord has never judged anyone unjustly, according to Ezra 9, verse 13. These and many other scriptures make it clear that God involves himself in the affairs of earth through humans, and prayer is one way he does so. Though the scriptures assure us God's plans and desires ultimately will be realized, Sometimes delays occur because he has to wait until he can find a person to work through. The generation of Israelites that came out of Egyptian slavery missed its destiny. God waited and fulfilled his plans through the next generation. Jesus said Jerusalem missed its time of visitation. See Luke 19, verse 44. We need to pay attention to what God wants to do through us and do something. People are waiting for you to pray for them. I proclaim that I am a co-laborer with God. I don't want to cause delays in the plans of God. I want to accomplish every part of my God-given, God-partnered destiny. I want to proclaim, pray, and speak forth His will on the earth. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you for following the podcast. I hope you make it a part of your ministry to share this message with others. This message and other materials are available at victorybriefings.net. Mm-hmm.